You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And, you know, I'm excited. I, I just love, you know, we've been getting amazing uh, feedback. Thank you for those that are leaving reviews on uh, iTunes and Spotify, loving all the social shares, those that are jumping into the Discord. But a lot of people are talking about, like, you know, they're either brand new to NFTs or they're kind of reaching a new phase in their NFT journey. And I want to kind of address that a little bit. And I will tell you, like, one of the things that we're working on on the back end for uh, our project is, you know, ways to organize our content, right? We have 150 plus episodes at like 45 minutes average per episode. And I know that right now a lot of it's organized by episode, but we want to kind of categorize that and bring, make it a little simpler for everyone. But I really think one of the nuances of this entire space is this idea of we can all be playing, we can all be holding the same NFTs, yet our strategy and approach to being a part of that community or even being in this industry could be actually completely different from one another. And I think, you know, like it's something that I think I know, like for me, this is part of that idea where we have to be able to walk into different, you know, uh, you know, scenarios and different uh, NFT projects, knowing what our success is individually and knowing what matters to us so that we don't fall victim to some of the things. And I say victim in the sense of like, it's very easy to feel like, oh, the momentum is changing here or people are excited here or, hey, I should go do this. And I will tell you, I've made this mistake. And, and I'm going to give you an example, right? I, I, I'm not going to you know, put the project out there because it's not about the project, but I was in a project uh, in the fall and I was excited. I had three of them. I was using our three by three by three strategy. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, you can go back and uh, listen to that episode. But the, I, I had three NFTs in this project that I was really excited about. I'd, I've been waiting for them to launch. They didn't like sell out right away, but they sold out like kind of that in that first couple of days holding their NFT. And I'll tell you, like I had researched it. I was excited to be a part of, because I knew like the, the group of people that were putting it on that I've been following them and, and been part of their community um, for, I mean, not really community, but I've been following um, them on social for a couple of years. And I was excited just to see how they were going to develop this eco, the, the, their whole economy or really their ecosphere and how they were going to connect an existing community to NFTs. And that was the key part for me was I really wanted to, you know, kind of be a part of this from an existing community part because this person had a hundred thousand plus uh, people in their membership community outside of, um, of NFTs. And when they launched an NFT, I was like, sweet. So the NFT took a couple days or so to sell out. And I had three of them and I was in their discord and I was jumping around and, and I will tell you like part of it was like a little frustrating. Like they didn't have a lot of the things kind of figured out. 
And there were a lot of people in the Discord like, hey, I spent all this money, and why does this feel like you're just putting it together now? And I remember being like, yeah, that does seem weird. And I was like, you know, kind of poking around. And then I remember, you know, not really paying attention for like a, a week or so, and then jumping in and realizing that all of these people in there were really frustrated because they, they started talking about the, the 2.0 version that they were going to be dropping very soon. And it was in that moment that I was like, man, this project just doesn't seem like what I thought it was. And everybody seems a little bit upset and there's not much momentum. I mean, it took a little while to sell out their current one. The floor price is, is even below um, their, you know, the actual minting price. And I ended up selling one of, my, uh, of, one of those NFTs right then. Like that minute I sold it. And I remember I'd be like, ooh, okay, I sold it for about what I minted it for. So I didn't lose, but I also didn't gain. And then it was probably like three days later that I was in their actual community, not tied to the NFTs. And I was like, man, this community is powerful. They're going to be they're gonna be doing some amazing things with NFTs. And it hit me right then. I was like, wait a second. If I believe that, and that's why I got a part of it, why the hell did I sell my NFT the other day? And it was in that moment that I recognized that I actually allowed the, the, the momentum, the energy, and really the, the vibe of the community that were NFT-focused to dictate my buying or selling or holding my NFT without kind of remembering why I got into it in the first place. And the funny thing was, I immediately was like, I am not going to sell these other two um, ones that I hold them, I'll hold on to them like for dear life. And I, and I still hold them to this day right now. And their community has popped off, you know, 2.0, uh, jumped off massively. They're doing in-person meetups, just a really great, powerful, uh, community, powerful, uh, NFT project. And, and the reason I share that is like, I got into that project because I felt like I wanted to own like I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to, wanted to own my piece of this. And I was thinking, like, I want to see what they do over the next year. But then I sold one of mine because there were other people in there that were just looking for that instant gratification or that quick win or why weren't, you know, like that impatient side. And so one of the things that I just want to stress in this whole, like, you know, this whole game and this whole way that we're playing it is kind of understanding the differences between you know, you can be collecting an NFT. And what I mean by a collector, a collector, in my opinion, and this is just my own way of, uh, you know, kind of thinking about NFTs. A collector is someone that buys the NFT because they either love the art, they love the project, or they just believe, hey, it's worth holding on to, and I'll check on, check on it down the road, right? Almost like I do with my, my baseball cards. I have a bunch of baseball cards that I knew at one point, I just like, you know what? I'm going to hold on to them at some point. Um, I might sell them and, you know, pay for my daughter's college tuition is what I would say. That's a collector's mindset. And there are a lot of people that are collectors of NFTs. They usually don't care about the discord afterwards, right? Like they'll still do the same amount of research, but for them, like their level of participation in the actual project and the community is probably minimal, especially at the beginning. The next group of people are those that are looking at the NFT as an investment. Now it could be a long-term investment. They're diamond handsing it is what we call that. Or they could be a short-term investment. They're trying to flip it. Or maybe they're more in the paper hands area where they're looking to make some money 
and they wish they could hold on to it. But really, once they make, once they see that it's profitable and then it starts to dip a little bit, they'll probably paper hands it and sell it out. And that's an investor. That's someone that's looking at it sheerly from the standpoint of how much money they can make from holding that NFT. Now, that person, just like the collector, probably does about the same amount of research, right? You want to find out the project. You want to understand, you know, who are the people? Who can we trust? But their, their participation is different than a collector that's like, hey, I believe this might be worth it in a long time. I'll check back in. The investor's like, hey, I'm looking at this sheerly from the money perspective, not from the, like, the nostalgia of holding it or even the idea of checking back in later. And then you have the owners. And the owners in an NFT, which I think of NFTs really in digital ownership is like the big play for me, is that owners want to participate in all aspects of it. And they also want their voice heard. They believe that they are technically in their mind, kind of like a, a shareholder. They're part of the ownership team. They have one of the 10,000 or multiple of the 10,000 um, NFTs. And they want to know, they want to, you know, they want open communication from the team. They're checking the discord. They're monitoring the Twitter. They're probably jumping in the Twitter spaces. They're probably telling their friends about the project because they're very proud to own it. And just like the investor NFT, just like the collector of NFTs, they're doing probably the same amount of research beforehand, but their level of hands-on participation is actually at a higher level, um, and they're very active in that community because that's why they got into it, right? They, they wanted to network and meet people. Most people that are looking at these as investments or as a collector, they're not looking to network with other NFT owners in that collection for the most part, right? And I'm putting some generalities here um, into this conversation. But the reason this is so important is that depending on your collection, depending on the NFT project, you could be one of these three things or even maybe two of them. Then you buy into another project and you could be something completely different. And that's pretty empowering. And for me, this is where that like the strategy must be really dialed in because sometimes we will look at our entire portfolio and say, what are, what are all of the NFTs that I own worth? But I actually think that's incorrect. You can actually ever look at your entire portfolio and just know what everything's worth because oftentimes the value that we are getting from an NFT is more so or on top of the financial benefit that can be attached to it. Now, I'm not knocking the financial benefit. I actually think that's a, a beautiful aspect, but I will tell you, there's a couple NFT projects right now that are in my bag that if they went to zero and I was not able to sell it for anything, I would think it was the most valuable investment that I've made in a long while. Why? Because for me, it checks a lot of other boxes that I still consider valuable in my life. And I, and I will tell you, the reason that, that I kind of figured this out early on is because I'm a, I'm a keynote speaker, a full-time keynote speaker. That's what I do for a, a living. I host events like Dell Technology World, South by Southwest. I get paid to speak in front of audiences from 20,000 people to 150 people in Florida, which I'm going to speak uh, this weekend. I'm speaking at an event in Florida on Saturday. But for me, one of the things I found was that when someone would come to me and say, Brian, I don't have, uh, you know, how much, how much is your fee to speak, right? And I would say, you know, my fee is, you know, $12,000. And they would say, oh, my budget is $7,000. Or, oh, I don't really pay speakers. Well, this is kind of a trend in that industry that I'm a part of. And the reason, what the thing is that I found was 
I needed to create something that would actually allow me to evaluate what an event could provide me separate from the money to actually be able to evaluate if it's worthwhile for me to be a part of. And I always like to say, like, I don't ever speak for free, but there is oftentimes I've decided to speak for no fee. Because for me, the fee, the financial amount that they're paying me to speak is only one of probably 12 things that they could provide me of value, right? They might have an HD video that they're going to be able to provide me. They might get me to be able to, I'll be on the marquee and I'll be marketed next to, you know, two people that I really want to be a part of. Maybe they'll highlight me through their email newsletter and promote my podcast in a way that I'm like, ooh, that might be more valuable, right? Maybe they're going to, they're going to by being a part of this event where they don't have a fee, they're going to be able to include me in next year's event where they pay full free, you know, their major event where they pay full fee for the, their um, speakers. And the reason that's so important is that I believe that when we look at an NFT project and we're getting into it, we should actually, you know, itemize and you don't have to do it like on paper or on a Google doc. I mean, you can, but you should actually think out like, wow, okay, I'm spending $489 US on this NFT. What am I hoping to get for my $489? And you should think about that. Okay, I, I'm hoping you know, to, uh, to get to know others that care about you know, the social good cause that is a part of this. Maybe, hey, maybe it's because like, I really love this art and I want to use it as my profile photo because it, it'll really share you know, who I am to the world. Well, that's branding. That's, that's valuable in the use case alone, right? That maybe the other one is like, ooh, it's going to get me access to a networking party at this upcoming event that is going to open up doors for my business. Well, guess what? If you go to that, if you go to that uh, you know, event and you get in there because you hold the NFT and you close a $80,000 client and then you go back and look at the floor price of that NFT and the floor price is half of what you bought it for, is that NFT, if you sold it for half of what you bought it for, did you sell it for a loss? Well, no. Because you bought that NFT, it got you access into a party that you closed an $80,000 client. But it's so easy for us to look at like, I bought it for this amount, I sold it for this amount. And the flip can be there as well, right? You're getting into a project because like, hey, I'm going to flip out of this project because I know most of the people in here and I'm not really going to spend a lot of time in here and I'm hoping to make money, right? And then all of a sudden you're, you're, you're thinking about the project and, and maybe the project, you don't even like use it as your profile photo. Maybe you're never active in the Discord, but you check back in a month and it's like triple the value, right? And you sell it and you're like, man, that was 3X, right? You're like, man, that was, that was a valuable piece. And so for me, the, the way that we can really think about NFTs and take this to the next level is we have to really build this out ourselves and recognize that even our friends, like there are some people that are, that are in my inner circle of people that I talk to almost every day about NFTs, and we could be looking at the exact same project, and we are going to approach it two completely different ways. Where that person's like, no, Brian, I'm not going to mint any. I'm going to wait till the art is revealed, and I'm going to see if I can snipe a couple that people don't realize like what the most important traits are. And I'm going to be like, dude, I... I'm all in on this project. I'm going to hold it for six months. I'm going to buy three of them. And I don't really care what three I get because I want a chance of getting a, a rare one or one that I love, but I'm holding on to it for six months. So I, I'm really, I don't really care. I'm going to jump in at that lower mint price, right? We could be two of us do the same research, both love a project, yet both approach that project differently. And that's to me 
is the beauty of NFTs, but it's also the complexity. And it's also, I mean, I, I just want everybody to know this. You are not alone if you fall for the FOMO. You're not alone if you fall for the hype. You're not alone if you feel yourself questioning why you bought a project if because everyone around you or everyone in that at Discord or everyone that's in that project is also questioning that same thing. It's very easy, that herd mentality of like, man, everyone else is really bummed that this project, you know, the price isn't very good. But if you got in the project because you wanted to network with somebody and you and that person now are texting and you're really, you're really starting to build a business relationship, what does it matter really to you what the floor price is or what the, the general popula population is? And it's so easy for us to kind of fall into that trap. And so hopefully, I know, you know, if you're listening to this and you've, you've ventured into this part, just know that you're not alone. If you haven't bought your first NFT or if you're new to it, just know you're going to fall victim of this. You're going to jump into an NFT project because of something. You're going to fall. You're going to, you're going to end up selling it or flipping it or buying more of them. I've done that as well. Like a couple of the ones that I bought the most of, when I look at them, I'm like, why did I buy more of these NFTs at that price? Because I knew why I got into it originally. But when I saw the price jumping and people buying them off the floor and like friends being like, oh my goodness, I now have seven of them. This is the best project to jump into. I went and said, okay, I'm going to buy mine. I'm going to buy a couple more. But it didn't even match what my goals were for that project. And now I have these like NFTs that are, I paid a lot to get into them and they don't match some of my goals and my vision, some of my, my uh, you know, what the things that I want to make happen. The last thing I want to put in here, um, and it's for everyone that kind of that we can uh, share, is we also have kind of a, a new segment, which I think is going to be a, a lot of fun uh, for the podcast. And so the new segment, um, we are going to do a little bit of you know alpha for those that are are jumping into this um, kind of space, and we're gonna you know it's gonna be the you know the alpha minute. It's time for the Alpha Minute. Alpha is actionable info not known by most people. So lean in and listen close because Fanzo's about to drop today's Alpha Minute. The Alpha that I wanted to share on this one is that it was just announced that Gary Vaynerchuk is backing um, Swoops, which is a, um, an NFT basketball game. And I will tell you, one of the things that I like to look at it from a trends perspective is not just because it's Gary Vaynerchuk, but like, what are the other venture capitalist companies? Where are they investing in the sense of putting a lot of money behind something to kind of help it not fail? And there's been a lot of talk about gaming. There's been a lot of talk about what the gaming industry looks like, but let's face it. Most of the projects that have talked about having a game component, we don't even have the game yet. It's been months and they haven't delivered the game. The flip of this is that game companies or game brands are going to bring their games and add an NFT component. And to me, that's an area that you're going to want to pay attention to. You're going to want to see how these different, uh, you know, from a basketball game to a first-person shooter game to a play-to-earn game. And so the alpha here really is, uh, it's definitely you know, a movement. Uh, when Gary Vaynerchuk does a lot in this space, um, a lot of dominoes fall in behalf of that. And so for this alpha minute, that's the alpha I'm giving you is that uh, most people aren't really talking or aware that uh, Gary just uh, in the last uh, 24 hours or so uh, just backed uh, 3.5 millions into a NFT basketball game. So that's your alpha minute for uh, today's episode. And, and I'll wrap by saying this um, with NFTs and this whole, you know, the different versions if you're new to NFTs is that 
part of what is really powerful about these these damn JPEGs is that it will unlock things for you in ways that you didn't know that you were missing. What I mean by that is you didn't know that you were missing being connected with other people that shared values around psychedelics or values around um, you know, homelessness in, the, in your local area. Maybe you didn't know that there were other people that really loved to talk about poker all day long, or you didn't know there were other people that were really big into uh, celebrity culture norms. And maybe you jump into an NFT project that is about gaming or about um, something completely different, but then you find people that like unlock this like personal passion of yours. And so my challenge for everyone is as much as I just told you about, you know, the different types of NFTs, uh, you know, NFT involvement, don't shut yourself out from really experiencing other things that you're not planning to get into something for. So this is my, my last little call to action is it's okay to jump into an NFT project because you just want to see what it happens. That is not a bad thing. We do that with a lot of things in life. You've joined membership communities. You've joined a gym. You've, you've paid for a subscription to a, um, to a magazine or to a, you've bought a book because you're like, hey, this book, I wonder if this book is any good, right? You spent you know, some money on that book. Well, if the book turns out bad, you're like, oh, well. But if you do that with an NFT, oftentimes you're like, oh my God, I'm, oh, I'm such a horrible person. I'm throwing money away. Why didn't I listen to Brian? I gotta do all my damn research. Here's the truth. It's okay to give yourself the freedom to splash around because I can promise you, you're going to find use cases, scenarios, examples, and value that I haven't even experienced yet because we are two different humans. And I think that is the beauty about NFTs is that if we remember what makes us great as individuals is what makes us unique. My superpower is I am superpowered by ADHD. I have a neurodiverse brain. I am diagnosed ADHD and dyslexia. And you know what's crazy about it? It made me horrible in school. It makes me struggle to read a book or stay focused on reading a book. But you know what it makes me great at? When I can become hyper-focused on things I love. I can be aware of my surroundings unlike anyone else that, that I know. I have, I'm able to be empathetic towards people that might be a stranger to others. I'm able to read books body language and, and, and kind of participate in things that others don't even expect. I'm able to relate with people no matter what your walk of life is. And the beauty of that is NFTs really unlock our superpowers. They allow our superpowers to kind of shine. And in some cases, they're going to allow you to discover your own superpowers and superpowers you didn't know you had. And I'll tell you, what's the ROI on buying an NFT and discovering a superpower that you didn't know you had, I don't care if you're 60 years old or you're 20 years old, your return on that investment is going to be life-changing if you can let that happen to you. As always, my friends, do it your own damn research. We are superpowered and backed by the ADHD coin over at Rally. If you want to jump in, join the part of the creator economy that we're building here. Jump over to ADHDcoin.com. Get yourself some ADHD coin. Check around on some of the things that we have there. We have some NFTs that you can buy. You can jump over onto our Discord. But more so than anything else, my friends, just remember, what makes you special is the things that make us unique. Our entire lives growing up, we are trying hard to fit in. And then the magic happens when we realize what makes us different is why people want to be surrounded with us. It's why we're successful in the jobs. It's why we love doing what we do. 
And to me, I love all of you, and I'm very blessed to be surrounded by others that, that really embrace their superpowers and allow those to shine. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not financial.